Hello and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Cairns and I'm proud to be your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. This week, I am very excited and proud to introduce to you Mr. Jeremy Backer. Jeremy Backer is our guest for episode 171. Wow. And Jeremy comes to us. Uh, he does work with Ex Novo Brewing, as well as some other breweries like Level Brewing in the Pacific Northwest. And he's done work with uh, Brothers Cascadia and uh, several others that we'll get into, Fortside Brewing. He's just uh, he's a great human. He really has a great perspective. His story and his journey wasn't, you know, music, snowboarding, beer, graphic design kind of evolution. You know, the importance of, you know, support system and, you know, those that love us to, you know, tell us, you know, to go for it. And what he does with his Ex Novo labels that I love and just have, you know, had me following along his work now for, for several years is he's really intricate, but seamless and beautiful and vibrant and unique patterns. You know, we talk about them almost being like a textile and I really, I really enjoy that. I think they're, like I said, it's, and have said before, it's a super, you know, hyper competitive space. And, you know, we're, we're featuring so many different artists. And so for us to feel that somebody is able to really stand out, you know, you know, as we say, you know, we hope that the beer looks as good as it tastes and we're, you know, we're getting some of the beer, but it really just pops on the shelf. You know, when we see the updates, we see what's going on. It's really like, wow, okay, that's super cool. It's super unique. And uh, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't get so crazy that you can't follow along with, uh, you know, the beer or the name of the beer. So they're doing something really cool there. I really think you should be following Jeremy. It's Jeremy. That's easy. Backer, B-A-C-K-E-R, design on Instagram. And then make it even simpler for you, jeremybacker.com. You can kind of... uh, yeah, the classic thing, and he'll talk about it really quickly, and we don't really allow it, but is the my update my website's not as up to date as it should be, and you know this and that and other. You know, that happens all the time. We hear that all the time, and if you look and follow along what he's doing, you'll see how much you know work he's putting into it. And he's got some cool merch, you know, drink lagers, you know the the clear the the crispy boys is always uh, a popular, and just doing some really unique and, and creative work. And I think it's a lot of fun that we have these opportunities, and I think during times like this, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, friends and family and community out there, it is the year 2020. And if it's not uh, massive books and stories written about it, if you're checking in from the future, it has been uh, a dumpster fire of epic proportions. But I will say looking at our half, you know, glass half full, uh, you know, spectacles and, you know, glasses that it has really allowed for us to have some great opportunities to connect with some great people. You know, it's loosens up some schedules. I mean, I think breweries are, you know, busier than ever. You know, we're trying to adapt and the can shortage and whatnot, but people are making time and we're connecting and we're telling their stories and really just trying to, you know, celebrate the, the hard work and, and doing something that you love and really defining, you know, what a career is not by, you know, the pay. And I think that all of these artists and designers, you know, should be making a you know a fair wage and being treated with you know respect and you know uh, dignity, not you know the, the classic ease for exposure and you know all this kind of uh, you know as we've had numerous guests say you know exposure doesn't you know keep the lights on and it's a it's a grind you know and I think it's really cool just to, to hear these stories you know 
really like overlay them with your life and what you're doing and where you are. And we know that, you know, for some of you, it might be tough times and we, you know, we feel that and we're, you know, trying to be as understanding as empathetic as possible. But we also hope that, you know, if you are in those tough times and you have a passion that maybe, you know, you never thought of, uh, you know, quote unquote, going for it, you know, maybe these will inspire you to kind of, uh, you know, kind of just say, you know, what the fuck? Why don't you just give it a shot? You know, and I think that we hope that you see the humanity, these stories, the, the passion, the grind, you know, the hard work, right? And just kind of, uh, and also part of that, you know, in that pie chart of life is the unknown. And I, I don't want to say that, you know, if you go for it, you're going you're gonna to quote unquote make it, whatever that means to you. But I just think that, you know, one of the things that with all of our, you know, new folks who are checking us out and supporting and the new community we're building and all of our, you know, guests past and present is that it makes me take, you know, take stock and, you know, step back and look at, you know, my life and what things are important. And so each week, you know, there's a part of it that is selfish, you know, not just the, the music that we get recommended, but it's just kind of looking at things big picture and appreciating all that we do have. Obviously, you know, things could always be, you know, better or, you know, we could you know, be in different situations. But, you know, if you're listening to this, you know, things could be worse. And, you know, I hope that I hope that for this hour ish that you listen to these episodes that, you know, maybe it's an escape or maybe it's inspiring or, you know, maybe just um, you just like to zone out and, you know, listen to me to me ramble on. Wherever you're here, I appreciate it. I appreciate you. I do know that, you know. With this time, there's been a few more folks coming out with podcasts and ideas. And so it's, um, yeah, I don't want to ever take for granted that, you know, you chose to, to be a part of this and you're listening and checking us out. I don't know how you got here. I'm not sure where you're listening to us, but for all of our kind of administrative stuff, you're listening to the 16 Ounce Canvas, the Art of Character podcast. You can find us wherever it is you get your podcast on, 16ozcanvas.com is the website. You can search us on any of the major, minor, middle-tier uh, podcast platforms. We are there, so please, you know, subscribe, rate, leave comments, and we do appreciate that. 16OZ Canvas on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And then make sure you use that hashtag 16OZCanvas.com. I mean, 16OZ Canvas, excuse me, uh, and tag all the photos, tag the artists, and uh, it's really fun to just kind of scroll through that, you know, go through and see you know, all of the great folks and community and what we're doing and uh, to look back and realize it's been, you know, several years now we're, we're doing some really great stuff. So before we get into the episode, I just want to remind everybody of our sponsor for the month of October is Athletic Brewing Company. I had the wonderful opportunity to head down there uh, last weekend and check out the location once again. It's just amazing every time I go there to see how it's expanded and grown. They were having an Oktoberfest, which was really cool to think about that there was a lot of music and food. And there's a lot of people there who just enjoy non-alcoholic beers. They had, I think, at least, I want to say eight or nine. It might have been even ten. You know, they had, you know, a brown. They had a porter. They had a, uh, a smoked pumpkin beer, uh, a pilsner, one or two IPAs, uh, the golden ale, a stout, the Oktoberfest. It was really cool. And, you know, I like most of them. I really think they have a lot of flavor. And it's really kind of that, you know, that ritual, that behavior of, you know, long day cracking a beer or just kind of, you, know, you want something that's a little has some taste and is refreshing. So, if you're down with a little athletic brewing, you know beer without compromise, you want to give it a shot. We have the code twenty five percent off. So just use the code Canvas twenty five, and you'll receive twenty five percent off of your order. 
if you order two or more six packs. Shipping is free. Tell them AJ sent you. We think it's really great. Good people over there. We appreciate everything that Bill and the whole the whole fam is doing. You know, and uh, yeah, we're just really excited to be able to share that with you. It's been really great for us. You know, sober October. Uh, we do that, and you know, or or dry you wherever you're, and it's really just a nice to kind of recalibrate, take a step back, kind of uh, assess your relationship, you know, with alcohol, and just kind of, uh, you know, I don't know if we put on the COVID-19, but we might have put on the COVID-9, maybe COVID-6, and so just a nice way to get that, you know, off, you know, and just kind of uh, clear clear the mind and body, and uh, it's been great. So thanks, Athletic. Check them out. Let me know what you think, and uh, let's get into it. Episode 171. Whew. 171. Mr. Jeremy Backer, Ex Novo. Like he's still there, just a name, Ex Novo. I guess we should have asked about the name, but you know, guys, just shoot us a message, let us know what it is. That was 171, not a prime number, right? Because you can divide at least by three right off the top of our head. Three gets you 57, which you can also divide by 19. It's a weird party trick. I don't know if I keep doing it, I'll get invited to parties, but here it is Jeremy Backer, 16 ounce canvas. Here we go do it. Hello and welcome to another edition of the 16 ounce canvas, the art of craft beer podcast. Very excited to have us today checking in from Oregon, the Pacific Northwest Hood River, right about an hour outside of uh, Portland, Oregon. We have Mr. Jeremy Backer. We came, we've been a fan of Jeremy's for, I came, it, it's a while now. So it was just kind of finally co- coercing him or we like to nicely say convincing him to, to join us here. But um, we've been following along with his adventures and his designs at uh, Jeremy Backer Design on Instagram. And you can also go to his website, jeremybacker.com. He does the work with Ex Novo and uh, several other breweries and brands. So thanks so much, Jeremy, for, for being a part of the project. Like I said, I've been, a, I've been a fan for a while now. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to chat. Yeah, what I, what I love about Jeremy's work or I love about your work, depending what, what person we're talking is just, I mean, the use of patterns and how they're just so fluid and they, they're unique and it's kind of, I'm always like, okay, what could he come up with next? And they're, they're seamless. Like literally like you can't find when they start or they end, they, you know, use all these different shapes and you know angles and patterns and colors. And so it's really just become a, really kind of become a hallmark of your work with, uh, with Ex Novo. So like I said, I've uh, been a big fan. And so um, looking forward to, Learning the Jeremy Backer story. No Thanks, pressure. Man. No pressure. <laughs> is this where I give you my uh, my elevator spit? Yeah, this is kind of like take us in the way back machine. Like, where did you find your your calling and you know your your love for for art or design? And and then we'll just uh, I'll ask some questions and we'll we'll fill in the blanks and go from there, man. Cool. Um, yeah. So I grew up in a pretty small mountain town in Colorado, eighties and nineties kid. Um, I was always drawing and making comic books and stuff, kind of typical, typical uh, artist's backstory, but I was never really good at it to the point where I like wanted to pursue it. It was, uh, I never put in the 10,000 hours, as they say, you know, um, but uh, I did grow up in like a really heavy music focused family. Everyone in my family played an instrument and uh, my grandma, my mom, my grandpa, dad. And so uh, after I did my uh, required three years of piano lessons set forth by the women in my family, um, I convinced my mom to get me a guitar and I leaned in on hard on that. Um, took a few years to go from the acoustic guitar to convince her to get an electric guitar, but kind of never looked back on that. And, you know, living in a small little town in Colorado, obviously snowboarding was big. 
and uh, music. So those are both really heavy influences on me. And I, I knew that I loved the graphics on the t-shirts and the snowboards and the album covers of all the bands I dug, but it never even occurred to me that somebody actually made that stuff. Um, this is, you know, middle school, high school in the 90s in Colorado, we didn't have graphic design classes in, in school, you know, we barely even had a computer. So, um, so I kind of just kept with the music for a long time, you know, into my late teens, early 20s, working as a line cook, as you know, we all do, as we move out of the house and kind of just didn't go to college right away, thought I'd just kind of explore my options a little bit. And uh, so I was just line cooking and playing music and then you know when i was about of age i got a job as a line cook in a brewery in boulder um i think it was called uh, the walnut brewery um and hopped around a couple different breweries uh ended up at uh, southern sun in boulder colorado working as a cook and a bartender there and met my wife who's from portland our soon-to-be wife then um and so we moved up here and it was uh it was time to make a decision, go all in on, you know, cooking or kind of enroll in culinary school, make that a career or start looking at other options. And my wife was super supportive of me pursuing this career in design, which was something I admittedly still didn't really have a full grasp on. Um, yeah, I knew that design influenced pretty much everything around me and all the things that I liked, but I just, it didn't click until uh, I chose to go head, head first into that and just got a Went to Portland Community College, got an associate's degree in design, and just fell in love immediately, um, and just kind of went nuts with it, um, and got a job out of college, got a few jobs, and then uh, all the while still going to breweries, still checking it out, still thinking, oh man, how, how can I combine like my love for craft beer and my newfound love for design? Um, so just started kind of trolling the breweries I liked. Um, and uh, I was working at this agency in Portland, um, kind of in a dead space for like restaurants and places to go after work. Um, and Ex Novo announced that they were opening just on the street from us. So um, we got all excited. We were hosting a design week event uh, before they even opened, I think. And I reached out and I was like, hey man, do you want to pour some beer at, at our, uh, our event it was kind of like an open house and he's like sure so he brought down a couple kegs poured them there i gave him my business card asked him you know if you ever need anything and as a startup brewery he's like oh i might need a poster or something you know but uh we'll we'll keep you in mind and uh that just kind of went from posters to some some social media stuff and then all of a sudden they were canning um and we've been canning for about five years now um so that was my foot in and initially i was like hey to my boss i was like hey maybe we could work a deal where they give us a keg of beer for the office kegerator and we do some work for them uh, ultimately my boss at the time didn't see the uh didn't see the value in paying me for a keg of beer so i was just like well do you mind if i do this on the side and he let me go for it and uh yeah almost six years later now i'm still with them so yeah I, I've, one of the themes that we kind of always come back to is like skating, snowboarding, right? That culture yeah. of cre creativity that just kind of, it doesn't, it doesn't a, get the appreciation I think it deserves. And a lot of people's like mindsets are just kind of like subconscious growing up and then music, obviously, you know, 
many folks, you know, I, I can't, I don't think, I don't know like the lineage of the idea, but kind of like how the, the like the beer label is like the modern album cover and, you know, that type yeah. of stuff. I just, you know, and, and so I think that those things are just kind of part of us. And then they're also very DIY cultures too, where you have to figure out how to get shit done yourself or just duck, literally like duct tape it together just to make it work. Yeah. And, you know, Punk rock, man. Yeah. It's like, you know, that Z, the whole zine, like, type of thing totally. which is like it's really kind of cool it's really kind of cool because I, I don't think when you look at these bands and cultures and music scenes like you'd like you know the punkers would probably goof on like the hippies right but like if you look at like the punk scene and like grateful dead like what they did for like do it yourself kind of revolutionized everything and it's for just sure. kind of cool and when, when you really are able to like stop back and see that when i'm like wow you know we've had two or three dozen folks mention that they like to go you know, snowboarding or skiing or we're in a band and, you know, uh, you know, so do you still play? I see it as, yeah. Do you still you play? Know, I do. Yeah. I, it's more dad rock these days. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, you know, but, uh, in the quarantine times, I've actually, I got myself a guitar I always wanted. Um, and I've been playing a little bit more on that, trying to push myself to not play the same five songs. I, I still remember, you know, kind of thing, but, um, it's funny that that idea that like, um, yeah, I heard someone, and I don't know the lineage either, but like someone said that the, the beer label is the new album cover or gig poster. Um, and it's actually, that's my bio is I design album covers for beer mm -hmm. uh, on my Instagram. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, that's, that's what's so great about a label, I think, is that like when I first started out doing freelance design, just doing band posters for my buddies, I always told people my favorite thing about a gig poster is it doesn't really need a concept. It just has to look rad. You know, so it's let's put a tiger head on this man's body and a bunch of crazy typography everywhere and people will dig it, you know, and mm -hmm. to some extent, um, I think a beer label is the same. Obviously, you have to pay a little bit more attention to brand recognition and guidelines and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, but I think I think it's silly true because yeah, it was I remember I would just buy when I, I managed the band, I would buy these like books and they would have just like old like jazz posters and things from like the forties and fifties. And they were just like these simple layouts. And I would just skim through that while trying to come up with something. And, and then I just, then, then you figure out your, what you're trying to come up with. And then you just kind of don't need that as much anymore. But you realize when you look back, like, Oh, that was influenced from that Miles Davis poster. or That's from this. And it kind of oh, just, yeah. and then you find your own kind of sweet spot. And so I think that, uh, I mean, I think that's great that, um, you know, you tried to work for beer and it didn't work out and you still got the gig. And so it's been uh, beneficial for you. Definitely. So, um, yeah, jokes on that agency, man. I've done a lot of work. Over the last yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, Kevin who does the labels for Trillium like that's, he's like, we're the only agency in you know Boston or anywhere that has, you know, Trillium on tap in our office. And that was like part of their early, their early negotiations because their buddies, sure. they, they would get like a, you know, a couple of barrels dropped off and, and what have you. So, so, okay. So take, take us, you know, what I like about your work is for all your, the, your, the variety of uh, brands you work with, you know, again, if you go to jeremybacker.com, you can see, you know, all of his different works, uh, different, you know, doing a lot of beer. You know, I love the, uh, Olo Olo, uh, apparel logo, the kind of, uh, oh, yeah. monoline wave there. I think it's great, but each of them really, I mean, the, the great part is that they're each, you know, they stand on their own and they're really kind of, uh, they're all really unique and powerful. What is like, what are the tools that you're using? Kind of what's your, you know, the, from the technical perspective, what's the, the process or the tools that you're using? Sure. So, yeah, um, as far as, you know, like I said, I like never considered myself an illustrator. I, uh, I always 
out the gate with a new client or you know a brewery that wants a new label tell them i can't illustrate so let's not go down that road i'd rather say that up front you know instead of getting myself behind the eight ball on a project i said i could do um so i do do some sketching um but i'm pretty much 100 percent an illustrator um the program <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh you know, I I kind of coined a term. It's not you know coined, but I, I call myself a shape illustrator. Like I can't draw for shit, but I can make it work through shape-based designs. Like looking how things are built from basic shapes. Obviously, everything is built from a basic shape, right? So if you can break it down um, and build it back up, so you know, and obviously people like Draplin has heavily in- influenced and inspired me in that aspect. Um, but yeah, it's a, a few sketches um, nowadays. At Ex Nova, we're cranking so fast that it's just like start up an illustrator and start just making some shapes for a pattern. Um, a lot of times there's a theme around it, but sometimes it's just like we need this out. The name is kind of obscure, so I'll just make an obscure pattern kind of thing. Um, and then with you know with with brands like Level, who I've been working with um, for a few years now too, they're super 80s retro. 90s pop culture references they t- they they toe the line with the uh intellectual property stuff sometimes mm-hmm. um, but that process is just uh they we all just try to see who can make each other laugh first so that's a really fun process i just kind of make a r- ridiculous label as a joke most of the time and then they go no yeah that's we're gonna go with that that's hilarious um so the process is different obviously with everything mm-hmm. um, but uh yeah i'm pretty much a little bit of pen to paper and then straight into the illustrator. That's great. Now with Ex Novo, because you're kind of there from the ground floor, so mm-hmm. and there is a somewhat of a style sheet, right? The the, the you know the badge is kind of uh, you know top the top frame of the of the can. But then I've also noticed that there's kind of bottles that have a, a, a different style to them that utilize a little more, you know, font or you know cursive writing with the 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 Ex Novo. So how did, yeah. how did that evolve? You know, cause it definitely, what I like is like your ex novos on top. There's like a banner on the bottom with the name of the beer. And then there's extra space. Mm-hmm. And if it's, you know, collaboration or a special beer that you can tell that story, but you know, you can kind of count on the, the staple of, of that, you know, those things. Yeah. So, um, for the, for the pattern cans, which are almost always our, um, like limited special release, you know, hazies, double IPAs, that kind of stuff, stuff we're brewing, canning, and then moving on to another thing. We kind of set up that that template there where it's logo, top right, name on the bottom. And then all the way to the left is all this government stuff and some description of the beer um, to l- really let the, the pattern itself shine. Um, I actually, the logos for Ex Novo are the one thing I didn't do. Um, the uh, agency called Airtype had created those for them uh, before they even opened. So they gave me a, an actual logo sheet that had that, uh, we call it the Chevron, uh, the badge you're talking about. And then they had a script logo. And so it made sense to use the script logo on anything that was barrel aged in bottles, fancy fall merch, anything like that, go with the script logo, kind of elevate that brand a little bit. Um, and then still, while still having fun with the rest of the label kind of thing. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the reasoning behind those. Yeah, I really like them. Now, from a pattern perspective, like like I was saying before, they're pretty, you know, they're pretty uh, detailed and kind of a little, little definitely kaleidoscopy, a little trippy. Um, you know, what is 
how many how many frames or, or coordinates are you doing? Like how many of the patterns are you are you creating to make it make it look so seamless? So when I first started out with the patterns, I was like duplicating each object. Just you know, I would make a little say like one by one square of the pattern, and then I would like duplicate it and kind of get it right. And if you look back at some of those earlier ones, it wasn't right at all. Illustrator has an amazing tool, the pattern tool, where you just make that one square. Um, and then I can kind of manipulate the, the settings in that pattern um, to create that seamless effect. Um, and it's great because it shows you, instead of like making a whole big pattern, going full on with it, and then realizing it doesn't work, you can make a section of it, put it up there, and it'll multiply it for you and show you um, what it's going to look like. So it's a little bit of a cheat sheet, but it's a tool in there, so I use it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, that's why it's there. That's what I've come to learn. It's like, yeah. I, don't, I don't feel bad about that stuff. It's, you know, obviously, no. it's like, you know, if I can save me a thousand clicks and whatever, I'm all about it. So it sounds good to me. Yeah, and it doesn't slow your computer down like it does to have a thousand little pieces of vector in there because it kind of just like duplicates it. It doesn't actually create the vectors. And then once you go to print, then it you know processes it so. oh yeah when it comes to like printing stuff i'm always like oh that was easy then with the file size and it's like oh uh yeah not really yeah, sure not really sure <laughs> yeah not really sure what i did there yeah so it was uh <laughs> yeah so i think that's i think that's cool too that you're you're evolving like you can look back on your early ones and be like well like you know you're not going to tell me them because i'm trying to find them right now and then be super critical but uh, but uh yeah but uh yeah but i just I, yeah. for a while yeah exactly which is cool i mean six years is a long time so i think it's really cool that you uh yeah. they've been they've been there for so long so you have a pretty extensive yeah, sorry. like sorry sorry hmm. um for the first three or so years we were doing completely different labels i was doing hmm. You know, what I look back on now is like, oh, I can't believe I put that on a beer. I can't believe they paid me to put that on a beer, you know, but obviously trends evolved, skill sets evolved, you know, they worked at the time. Um, but yeah, looking back, so we've been doing the pattern stuff for about a little over two two years now, I'd say. But yeah, it's uh, every other month or once a month, it starts to add up for sure. Yeah, now how many labels do you think you've done to this point? I mean, folks, go to, Jer so, go to, go to Jeremy's website, jeremybacker.com and look at them. That's so <laughs> I know. I knew you were gonna say that, but I just love it because, like, I have a big screen. You can just pull them up, and it's like four huge ass cans. Yeah, know, yeah. It's just like I've yeah. I've been wrestling with that Squarespace template for a while, but um, I'm just looking at my file structure right now, and I'm just under the limited run. Um, I just opened up a new folder for label number eighty today, um, and that's just the uh, monthly releases. So. Oh, that's great. Probably about double that total. Yeah. And you, yeah, again, and there's numerous other breweries that you've worked with. So I, say, I think, like I said, it's really, uh, the, it's really cool to see that. And, you know, the, the work with level is, you know, it's definitely a little, a little more tongue in cheek and it's got definitely a nostalgia sure. and like a vibe, like a, you know, kind of a throwback. I think, uh, I think that was one of the ones that really drew us in was the, the stable genius series and, you know, Oh was, yeah. That, good one. Yeah, yeah. Which got, I think that got you some, you know, some recognition or, you know, probably a lot of uh angry messages too but you know you know we actually get a lot of um people on both sides saying um that it's funny because we're not really doing anything except kind of riffing on um what 45 said you know what i mean mm -hmm. so we're not dissing him at all we're just taking his words and replacing them with beer related words like billions and billions of hops the best hops <laughs> yeah right nice big league can yeah it's good i like it yeah, yeah, yeah. that's awesome now are you uh, uh 
are you kind of a, a beer drinker? Do you, I mean, you must enjoy the fruits of your label, right? You're kind of, a, you're, yeah. you're in a great spot for that, which is awesome. Yeah, for sure. We're definitely in a pretty amazing spot for beer. It's, it's almost like an embarrassment of choice out here. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've been into the, the, the beer scene for a while, even when I was just, you know, beer tending and line cook and stuff. Um, I mean, I met my wife through the craft beer scene just because we worked at the same pub. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely, definitely, you know, getting high on my, my own supply for sure. <laughs> Well, well said. Yeah. And it's a very open-minded place to be in the country. So yeah, I think that's great. And, um, so you talked about some of them where it was just like, we need to go quickly. And, you know, especially with, uh, you know, the, the hazies, right. They have a quick, quick turn from brood release, but you know, is there, is there a process? Is there a, in terms of like, or or the naming for, for all, I mean, each brewery has a different process, obviously, but is it, is there, is there like an ideation brainstorm, you know, or do you, or it's just kind of, you know, it just seems, it probably seems so natural right now, but you know, kind of just how do you work with the, the brewers or the, the brewery to, to come up with, you know, the, the names or the designs? Yeah. So, um, so I was like freelance for the first half or so of like working with Exnovo and I've since been brought on like onto the payroll the last couple of years. And, uh, Back before I was on the payroll, I didn't see their brew schedules or their conversations about that. It was just, I'd get an email, hey, we need a label, and we just realized we need it yesterday. Um, didn't happen all the time, but, it, you know, it happened. Yeah. And so one of the things that I, you know, when I when I was brought on kind of more of a, an official role, I was like, I need to see the brew calendar, you know, so we can kind of line up and look at projections and see what's coming down the line. Um, so that's been super helpful. I can look at their production schedule and I can see, oh, you know, beer for can and in a month, we got to get that going now, especially now with, um, you know, can shortages and even like our label company is so busy, they can't guarantee any ship dates right now, which is understandable. You know, it's like the whole country switched to cans in the last six months. Um, but yeah, so the process is I, you know, one of us identifies a beer coming up. And we use Slack. I don't know if you've heard of that, mm-hmm. but um, the brewers hate it. It's not it's not for brewers, um, but it's great for communication as far as you know my job is concerned. And so I'll, we'll put up like a beer naming thread up there. And a lot of times it depends on the hops being used or what kind of a beer it is. Sometimes we'll go kind of abstract with it because we just kind of want to a lot. You know, we've done a lot of like song name, beer names. Mm-hmm. Um, some pop culture references here and there. Uh, so we do that. We kind of ideate on the name. Once we have that locked in, I kind of just go and do my thing for a little bit and come up with a couple options. Sometimes it's just one option because like we just, you know, like I said, it's just, it just seems like we just have to move so quickly these days. Um, but it's, it's, I have the benefit of like having been working with these guys for so long that I know what they like. They like, you know, they tend to have pretty good eye for design as well. Um, and they always have something to say that elevates, you know, a suggestion here or there that elevates the design in a way maybe I didn't see it because I'm cranking them out or mm-hmm. whatever it might be, you know, so, um, yeah. Now, from the, what I love about the designs is they're really vivid, which I think is great. And, you know, it's definitely a, a nod to the comfort level with your printer that you feel you can, you know, use those colors and they can, probably represent what you're trying to do which is uh, you know that would you know if i think that would limit if, if they didn't pop like they do um it, sure do the colors relate do you have any is that any part of your your process that okay this is going to be this type of beer i want to 
you know, is it the idea it's an IPA, so it's kind of bigger or kind of juicy fun, like that you go with the, the, the vibrant colors? How do you decide on the palette? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, you know, it's it's not as stringent as it used to be, like where it's like IPAs are green labels and stouts are black labels, you know, like it used to be a lot more, not with us, just in industry-wide, I'd say. But uh, nowadays, yeah, I mean, for, first and foremost, you, you want to stand out, right? So a um, bunch of muted colors isn't really going to do much unless unless it's done in a way that is different from everything else. And therefore, its lack of loudness, I guess, stands out. Um, but yeah, definitely for the more fun, crazy beers, I go kind of pop, pop color, you know. Um, also depends on the price points. We found that like if if we're doing a can, just a single can, but it's a barrel aged stout or something like that, and we're asking top dollar for it, it's not necessarily the time to go hog on the colors and kind of keep it restrained and a little bit classier kind of thing. Oh, okay. um, I kind of just, I have my Pantone palette up and I just kind of splatter stuff all over the, the uh, artboard and just start playing around with that. Um, I used to have an actual book that I would go through, but it like completely fell apart from years of overuse. Uh, but yeah, color, it's, uh, it's funny. Like I, when I first started designing, I wasn't really necessarily like all that great at color theory. And I also never thought I'd be essentially a textile designer, which is kind of what I'd become with these patterns, you know? Um, so it's, it's interesting to see the evolution of, you know, I guess just the evolution of my my style as as things have gotten more and more the the level of beer design is just like through the roof these days you know it's just like I can go on my Instagram feed and immediately want to quit what I do after five scrolls you know what I mean because there's just so many amazing people out there um, so that's a really long-winded answer to say that uh, yes <laughs> <laughs> no see I think that yeah I'm yeah, because I'm really drawn to your stuff, and so the idea that you would see others and, and think that like you know, have uh, feel not uh, your stuff not up to the par. I think the fact that your work continues to evolve and you and you push yourself, and you know you can not call yourself whatever you want to call yourself, but you know you're you're a designer and a creative, and you know, you're bringing these things to life in extremely unique ways. And that's and doing patterns, I think, is a you know it's kind of a difficult position you've maybe put yourself in not to add to your your self stress, but I think that it's just. <laughs> I think it really works. And so it's kind of like, I, I look forward to seeing what kind of, you know, what comes up next. You know, there's like the, you know, the Lebowski one and like a Qbert vibe to it. And then just like, you know, throw back to being a kid, looking at those kaleidoscopes and just seeing what comes up next. And then, yeah. you, then you start throwing in some, you know, icons and characters and just kind of, you know, I think it's uh it's a really, yeah, I think it's a really unique placement. Obviously people, the idea of doing a pattern is not a moon landing moment, but you know, the way you do it and, sure bring these together is kind of uh they they yeah they they just really pop and i think it's really cool especially the you know just everything you're saying about you know how you how you're working and just evolving even just the organization you know the idea of getting brewers to be on slack is hilarious to me um it's definitely something i want to yeah and, uh, it's uh it's the it's uh it's it's a daily struggle you know i mean they they embrace it but at the same time they, they get annoyed with all the notifications they get on their phone when i'm bugging them for an abv on a beer or something like that you know mm -hmm. and they're like mashing in and they're like i don't have time to give you that information <laughs> but we'll get uh, there yeah th that's the artist dilemma though right and is like just this, the uh the uh, imposter syndrome you know oh like, yeah you, you're like oh 
look at that guy though he does really cool stuff too you know and so you, you, i saw that you know it's just uh and the pattern thing you know modern times obviously they do it too they have a different style of pattern theirs is more fluid i'd say and more like 70s retro you know and i love that stuff mm -hmm. um but yeah the pattern thing like at first i was like oh this is gonna be easy we can crank out pattern after pattern and then <laughs> It's like I'm on Famous pattern eighty word, today. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, right, totally. I'm on pattern eighty today, and I'm like, have we done circles yet? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I think it's great, and I think, like I said, folks, go to uh, JeremyBacker.com and then JeremyBacker.design on Instagram. You can kind of see them all, and you know where things, you know, evolve. But yeah, right. I mean, I look at other people's podcasts. And I'm like, well, why, what, why is theirs popular? Mine's not, or why is this that? And the other? But it's just like at the end of the day. You know, it's uh, we can we can all have our own lane and have a nice happy place, and it seems yeah. like you work with work with, you know, it's kind of a great story, right? You just you would how you ended up or didn't plan to even be here, and now you're a designer, you know, and you've you're out there in uh, you know Pacific Northwest with you know your wife and you're doing the dad thing, and so thing yeah, things are good, man, right? It's all about perspective, and I do really like uh, I I would be remiss without saying it is your your kind of uh your your logo with uh kind of the the mustache and you know what have you so i think that's uh, uh -huh. I, I think it's cool I, I dig that a lot thanks man i actually did that uh i did that at, back in design school and uh i was bored in a design history class and kind of drew it um and then i tried to rebrand it over the years and it just kind of it just doesn't need messing with i think just kind of yeah worked out now you feel I like, do you feel constrained to always have a mustache though? Like that would only be my, but I'm always kind of like sure. facial hair, <laughs> facial hair confused. And I'm always like, Oh, I am too. But every single time I shave my mustache off, my wife hates it. And I regret it immediately. Um, so I grew the mustache ironically after we got married, joking that I didn't have to impress anybody anymore. Um, and then it turns out it works better than the no mustache. So We'll yeah. go with it. Oh yeah, my kids like I'll shave my beard or whatever weird facial hair I have going, like maybe twice a year, just because I'm always like, what do I really look like? I forget, or you know, right. sometimes you put on a few and you're like, oh, how do I look? You know, is this beard really uh, kind of a cover up or not? And then I wake up or they'll wake up and come in and see me and I'm like, what happened, Dad? Are you okay? What's wrong? <laughs> and I'm like, they're like we don't like how you look at all. I'm like, here you just said yeah. that you just said that out loud, like you know. Yeah. yeah. The and, first time I shaved my mustache off, my oldest daughter, who was like maybe three at the time, told me to put it back on. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it goes in the trash and just tries to put it back. And yeah, yeah. And I usually regret it. Like, I usually regret it. Or like, I think I always see these guys that like, you know, especially in, in the beer scene, there's like guys with these like perfectly, you know, beards that just look like they're, you know, well, I don't even know how they do it, you know, with their wax and all this other shit. And right, every right. time I try to do that, I just like, I take a chunk out, like I'm a bad golfer and I'm just like, fuck, I gotta, and then so <laughs> you go down to like a weird goatee or, you know, some sort of other offshoot. So all you bearded uh, folks, especially where you are, you're probably in like, you know, beard, uh, beard competition city out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. Well, luckily I can't grow a beard. Like what you see in my biopic, like it's just like the goatee thing. That's, it's not trimmed that way. It's just the only facial hair I can grow. Oh, there you go. That's <laughs> consistent. Yeah. I have like this weird bald patch that like, so I have to like go like really short. So it's like, just, you don't notice it or I have to go like big and bushy. So like the, it covers up over it. So little fun totally. fact for everybody scoring at home. Yeah. Talk to me, obviously. <laughs> This is great Beard radio, corn, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, it was. I did notice, like, I was like, 
it was more than a stereotype when we were at a beer like fest and there was like tons of like beard like product booths like there was at least like six and i was like okay this is not a stereotype this is a thing and so these guys yeah, this no, is like we their business in denver and they had they had uh, saw multiple booths yeah and that wasn't even a fest. it was just like you know a craft beer conference oh yeah it was like and these and then a lot of like these dudes were like jacked like they were like they could have like ripped my head off and then like groom my beard it was like okay i'm like sure whatever you need to sell me just don't kill me like i'm in all right we're good to go <laughs> so you obviously you work on other things outside of of beer you know i think uh again go to jeremybacker.com what kind of uh is that do you kind of stick with that kind of similar vibe you know you do some apparel stuff with uh Alulu, um which i i love that stuff so kind of how do you go about finding clients or kind of is there you know do you stay in certain lanes that you, when you're when you're trying to you know grow your portfolio how does it how do you do that sure so actually i uh i'm kind of off the market for the last year and a half um since being brought on kind of full-time with ex novo um so i but you know when i was still taking on clients it was a lot of just you know there were breweries around the around town that would you know reach out um and then you know some kind of keep the lights on work through a couple agencies in town i get white labeled for some corporate design stuff and all that stuff the olu olu um is actually a buddy of mine who is starting that clothing company down in Kauai. um i did all the branding work and then i don't know if he's even doing it anymore he paid me but <laughs> that's good but that was super fun yeah yeah um, I always liked though to take on like branding projects. I love just doing logos and, and, and brand guidelines and stuff like that. I don't get to do as much as I used to, but um, my favorite thing about a logo is uh, is when it's like, you know, several things in one. Um, and it's kind of like aha moments when you discover the, the hidden meanings, you know, like the arrow in the FedEx logo. Oh, that's so funny. I was going to say that. Like, I remember that. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? And I was like, holy shit. It's like, mind blowing, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is mind blowing. It's like really like this, you know? Yeah. It's uh, now folks. Yeah. If you don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know these yeah, folks, you know the FedEx, there's an arrow and it's like delivery. And it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's amazing. But that speaks to like more of like a brand story, you know, it's like if people that like look at your logo and see it, even though, you know, a bunch of people might see it, they think they're in on it. So they feel a part of it, you know, so that's already, you're already kind of like having a conversation with those people. Um, and I try, that's kind of like when we see a lot of our more successful like labels and beer names is when it's a reference to something, you know, usually nostalgic or something going on, you know, in current times, like the stable genius cans and stuff like that. Um, making it more than just like a rad design and have a little bit of brand story behind it. Even if the brand story is just, Hey, remember the nineties? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it, I, I agree. I think that just, uh, especially, you know, a lot of yours use like kind of a, a motto line and like a simplistic, uh, approach to it, which I think is really great because you, it gives it like a level of versatility. I always like to like, yeah. You know, especially now with all the the different softwares where you can do the mock-ups and what have you, I'm always like, wait, what? You made you made shirts and jackets and hats and all this stuff and it's like right. signs like that's I'm like, that's aggressive, but like cool. And then it's like, no, it's just a program. Yeah, it's just a smart object in <laughs> Photoshop tile, but which is yeah, great. the line work is kind of something that I've been kind of cultivating in my in my style for a while. Um, obviously, I see you just posted about Steely today. Obviously, he's the master of that stuff, but. Um, yeah. 
know, I don't know. It's 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 fun and it's 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 a good way to get as simple as you can with things while still having detail. You know, so yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, it's a good episode. So uh, yeah, it's a, that's why I kind of uh, I just. I, I'm drawn to it. And then as somebody who's been trying to teach themselves how to, you know, use the, the tools, you know, you mentioned Raplin before and, you know, he's out there. Is He's in Oregon, right? Or is he in Washington? Yeah. He's in Portland. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's just like a king, right? And he's just like that. I got that book. And I just kind of zone out oh, to that he, once in a while. He's good ever too, man. He's, uh, yeah, he's, he's, just, he's like, he I just shares all his secrets for free and he just wants everyone to be stoked on design. It's pretty great. Yeah, every time I, I'm like, he's like, he's almost like a character. Like, he just seems like such a, like, a, yeah. just give him like a big hug and like, yeah, good to go. I remember a buddy of mine introduced me to him a couple of years ago and I just been many a day going down the rabbit hole, just looking at his stuff or even just ideas. I'll just type in like drap on and Google and just see what comes up in the images and be like, holy mm-hmm. shit, like that's amazing. So yeah, I've tried to do totally. a few, few badges with, you know, you know, with that and what, what have you. So, um, yeah, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked that uh you mentioned i like i think that you know i think i see the uh, kind of uh the hat tip with literally your your drink loggers hat that you have which again folks go to uh jeremy's website but i think that has uh definitely like a little drapple homage there which i think is cool yeah yeah a little bit yeah i uh that was a that was a throwaway design for another client they ended up choosing a different option and then i, I posted it as like the graveyard kind of thing you know like logos from the graveyard um and people blew it up and so everyone wanted a hat so i made patches and now you see it like i've been seeing people tagging it across the country so it's pretty sweet that is sweet yeah i think it's right you throw away and it, it becomes like your one of your yeah your, your calling cards which is is super cool and those hats perfect it's perfect those hats too yeah it's perfect for those hats too kind of like you know the, yeah, the old granddad style yeah yeah exactly yeah i'm yeah I like, I have way too many hats, but I, I keep buying them. So it definitely, uh, oh, I definitely, man. <laughs> good problems. That... My wife can't stand how many hats I have. It's insane. Oh yeah. But I, I designed some of them, you know, I gotta have one if I designed it. You know? <laughs> right. You're like, oh, you, know, you keep designing it so you can make it. You're like, oh, this design, pick this one. You're like why? Like I really yeah. want this as a hat. Yeah. I get messages of people being like, you should make a drink IPA hat. And it's like, well, that's kind of not the point. The point is that everyone drinks IPAs. You should drink lagers. <laughs> yeah. How about just making a sticker that says ironic? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Come on. <laughs> like, yeah. If you don't have to tell people to drink IPAs, if you didn't, then no one yeah, would say, then no one would say drink lagers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And we are back. You're listening to episode 171 featuring the extremely talented, very laid back, easy to talk to, Mr. Jeremy Backer, ex-Novo, Level Brewing, JeremyBacker.com, Jeremy Backer Designs on Instagram. These are just great episodes. I just, because they're just easy. Like it's, it's just really just, if you would envision two dudes at a bar, that's only how it'd be better. Cracking a couple, just a microphone in between us, just kind of forgetting it's there, and just talking and laughing and appreciating, you know, each other and the the journeys and the, the adventures. And I think it's a you know it's a great story, right? The just something as minimal as a you know a throwaway, you know, became kind of a, a staple of his, you know, that other breweries are, are using. And it's kind of cool to think that you could white label a design and just you know, the work that he's done with Ex Novo, 
what started off as a, you know, just kind of a being a good neighbor, right? Connecting with somebody in the neighborhood who was new and, you know, doing a little old school, you know, back in time barter system, you know, beer for, for branding, you know, six plus years later, being an employee and working there and really making it all happen. It's a, it's a good story. You know, I'm just, uh, I'm just lucky to be able to, to share it with you. I do apologize for some reason, I don't, and I don't know if it always happens, but this episode, for some reason, I say like, like a hundred times, like, 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 and it drives me crazy, because I told you before, I listen to these episodes probably at least two or three times with editing, and it is brutal. This week is just, there's something about it, maybe I'm just like disgusted with my own voice, but I just wanted to, you know, publicly apologize, it's just... It sounds awful. So I do apologize to that. I apologize to Jeremy. Usually our guests are a little nervous about being recorded and being on there. So maybe that was just a way to ease things up. You know, I don't sound like that guy. Whew. That guy sounds like shit. At least, you know, how'd it go, hon? Oh, I wasn't as bad as AJ. So that is me being hypercritical. Just like we talked about the uh, two-star review we got. Fuck that guy or girl or they or them. Gotta let it go, man. Gotta let it go. But you're listening to 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. We are the Art of Craft Beer podcast. We're hoping to announce what we're going to do for season 16 pretty soon. It'll be exciting. I'm excited. You should be excited. And we're going to uh, try to mix things up, keep you guessing. Remember to support your local breweries, support your local artists, be a good human, wear a fucking mask, and don't be an asshole. I mean, there's a kind of like good life mantras. Yeah, I'm not asking too much. We're only a podcast. Like we're not gonna, you know, save the world here. But you know, hopefully we can lead by example and you know be good humans and see where we go. So let's get back into it. Episode 171. Jeremy Backer. JeremyBacker.com. Jeremy Backer Designs. One Six OZ Canvas. Wherever it is that you're on most of the platforms. I'm AJ. He's Jeremy. This is a podcast, and we thank you for being here. So, short, sweet, and to the point. Drink lagers. Yeah, you're you're already drinking an IPA. Yeah, so I think that uh, that's I mean, that's what's great though. I mean, I think that especially being probably so close to the brewery now, you probably you know the everyone I talk to, the closer degrees of separation from like the brewers, you know, the appreciation for the the crispies, you know, are always sure. are always there, especially you know, you know the the shift beer or just kind of it's not easy to make those beers and they, they don't get the love but you know, they're they're definitely uh way more time and tank space and everything that goes into it so totally yeah, yeah i mean i'm an ipa nerd through and through but oh, yeah. if i'm gonna if i'm gonna uh have a couple and still be able to make a pattern or something i can't i gotta keep it on the level you know yeah i think it's cool so yeah folks again uh, jeremy backer design on instagram jeremybacker.com which is a great name, I man. I know it's your your name, but it's just an easy to remember uh, name, which is yeah, not so bad. Lucked out with that one, I guess. <laughs> yeah, thanks, mom and dad, and you know, <laughs> you know, generations of, of family. But um, now you were saying before you open up your folder of your organizations and stuff, you know, of your of your fault of your uh, images. Do you have a a naming pattern? Is it brewery specific? How do you kind of uh, not lose your shit with keeping things organized? Oh, you mean like as far as the actual folder structure? Like nerd. Yeah, this is like the nerd of nerd questions. Oh, we're getting yeah. down yeah, with it. Okay. Like, yeah, I, uh, yeah. Well, I just, 
heard you, uh, was it, was it Terry, that interview with Foam? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I heard you mention Camel Case. Yeah, that's my jam. Yeah, that's that's what I do. Yeah, oh. Camel Case. So I, you know, I I get I get kind of shit from like the GM at X Novo and a couple other people for how many folders I have within folders. Um, but it's just the only way to keep my sanity. The way I, I do it is kind of stems from my agency days and have like 15 clients in your folder structure. Just had to be the same for everyone or else you'd get lost just looking for like a simple thing. So there's a lot of like numbers, underscore, name of project, you know, and then inside of there, there's like a build folder, a review folder, and a finals folder, a links folder. Yeah, so it's folders on folders on folders. Um, I'm with you, yeah. I, I try, I, I try. But... The file, yeah, you know, so. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I put the dates in it. So even like, I mean, obviously a lot of these programs, you can just remove layers or edits and what have you, but I don't know. It just feels me like, gives me peace of mind. Like, okay, I'm going to do something today. I just like that moment. As soon as I start, I save it. So at least I know like I did it today or if I don't like what I did, I don't want to ruin what, you know, the previous, but yeah, the camelback is key for me and, uh, underscores yeah, too. Yeah. So I'm all about that. Yeah. When I, I don't know. It's not really like a fair thing, but if somebody sends me a file and it's just like tons of spaces and like all over the place, it's just like, I'm like, what are you like? What are you like a savage? Like, what are you doing? Like, what's going on here? That was hammered into us actually at that design school was that like, if your, your file name was like too long and too, you know, like the printers would kick it back. Um, They put the fear of God in us about a lot of stuff like that, that I've never once encountered in the real world, but I appreciate now, like they set me up for like, being super diligent with my files and names and all that stuff. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Now your time at the agency probably helped with this, but how is, how is your, you know, kind of, uh, dealing with rejection is not the best word, but kind of like, no, I don't like, like, you know, submitting your designs. You mentioned your graveyard before. Is that something you've you've gotten better with over the years? Kind of, uh, you know, not getting, not letting it kind of, uh, impact how, you know, just kind of get in your head that, they don't like my work type of stuff. Right. It used to happen so much, man. It was just like, you get so dejected, you know, cause you think mm-hmm. that what you did is like the thing. Um, the agency, like you said, it did help because we kind of had in place these like milestones and clients where it's like, we all agree on X, Y, Z. So let's sign off on that. And then like four weeks later, when you present them something um, to reflect those decisions made, you can point to the why you made it that way, right? And be like, well, remember when we all agreed that you, your brand is authentic, trusted, and, you know, stands the test of time or whatever. That's why it looks like this now. Um, you don't always get that in a perfect world, especially just as a, you know, team of one at a brewery. Um, it can still kind of sting if you're really stoked on something, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think like you said, the graveyard thing, like the, you know, that drink lager is, was just going to be a, a t-shirt design I made for a client and then I was going to move on. And now it's, you know, a little side hustle of mine and I sell them wholesale to breweries that, that you know, it's kind of white labeled um, where no brewery owns it, but few breweries can sell them. You know what I mean? So the universe. Um, I, I, yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Taking over with drink lager patches one granddad had at a time yeah but yeah I kind of try to think of back to you know to times when i thought i had the answer and then i got 
rejected because the person who said, no, we don't like that, they were actually right. The design wasn't what it could be. And then what we ended up with actually was better anyway. Hmm. Um, it's easy to get into your own head and be like, this is it. This has got to be it. You know, you're up till midnight doing this thing. Can't wait to send it off. And then they're like, yeah, I don't know. And it's like, okay, well, and you know, you can get hurt internally at first, but then like process why it's not working for them and what you can do to like make it so that everyone's happy and it's a successful product at the end. Yeah. I think a lot of times we think that, yeah, that we're infallible at times. And I think we're just kind of, it's also like just that point in time when, when they get us. But I mean, if you look at it with uh, Ex Novo, you, know, you tried to keep that in house and they're like, eh, I don't really want to do anything for, you know, just beer. And now here you are six yeah. years later, you're on staff and, you know, you're getting to be on this uh, world renowned podcast. I, if I say that, it'll just, it'll happen, Jeremy, if I just say, moving yeah. On up. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. but I just think it's just great. I think that, you know, like you, you connected with them and you've helped, you know, make their brewery and your, you know, your skills continue to evolve, which is awesome. And to have that kind of that trust they have in you, I think that's the best part I've learned is that, you know, the brewery and the brewers and the team, they trust someone like you to, you know, make their brand a brand and people recognize it. Cause it's a, I mean, especially where you are and where I am in the Northeast, like it's hyper competitive beer, yeah. you know? And so you have to have something. I mean, there's entire unique. agencies that only do beer work, you know what I mean? And they do really good beer work, you know? So mm -hmm. yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, I think brewers and brewery owners, you know, like we were saying at the beginning, like they're, they're DIY, they're punk rock, they're, you know, that's, for lack of a better term, bootstraps, you know, it's, uh, so they appreciate, they can see the value, you know, in the job I'm offering them to promote their products as best as we possibly can kind of thing, you know? And, uh, I think that I got lucky with Joel, the founder and owner at Exodo. He's, he had a good eye for design from the start when we started working together. Um, and he's not shy to just be like, Nope, not like that. Like, okay yeah you're probably right so yeah i'm in a good spot with these guys for sure and level too i mean i'd be remiss not to mention how great those guys are to work with yeah i like it because it's i like the fact like we were saying earlier like you the thoughtfulness of each brand is is that you can see it that you really you know each of those stand on its own and that's i think that kind of is a good you know looking at your your timeline you know a good tip of the cap uh since we're granddad capping it up but to the agency <laughs> agency style right where you're 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 kind of the vessel to bring their their brand to life and not necessarily make it you know a jeremy thing and each of them has its own has its own vibe they're going for and you're able to to do that and uh totally. and i think it really resonates yeah thanks yeah the level stuff is like it's kind of my like it's like what is you know you do your, and I'm not even calling the ex novo work like more day jobby kind of stuff. It is my day job, but the level stuff is almost like an outlet for me because it is just, we're just like, at the end of the day, they're mostly dick and fart jokes, <laughs> Yeah, you know, on the labels. Um, and like I said, just trying to make each other laugh and uh, so, and tone that intellectual property line as tightly as possible <laughs> yeah i mean we, when we started we had uh tom lesnar from you know farted and like i honestly when I, I first started doing that i didn't get the joke like I, i'm not gonna be like oh i got it right away like i i think i said it like i might have mentioned it to my wife just kind of like hey I got this artist he's gonna come on and it was like our first season and i mentioned their brewery and she was uh -huh. like what did you say 
I was like, oh, I, I farted, right? Yeah, and she's like, no, no, no. She's like, is that a fart joke? And I was like, mm. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I didn't get it. So I mean, you know, good, you know, good subtle, uh, you know, dick jokes are always always funny. So I think it's, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, you got to definitely toe the line a little bit, but um, oh, for sure, yeah, you definitely, you know, like, got to still be adults about it as much as possible. You know, it's beer, and we're, you know, we're grown adults playing ice cream store essentially. You know, we're, we're adult-shaped kids playing ice cream store, but it's beer, and we have to take some parts of it a little bit seriously, but most of it can be just fun. Yeah. I love who farted, by the way. Their stuff's awesome. Yeah, so it's just kind of like, yeah, uh, it's just kind of funny. Like, yeah, the one was like, key bump, and I was like, wow. I'm like, all right, I don't know if that's telling any line, but like, you know, just some... Yeah, that's just kind of over. over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a guy skiing, like, which is another you know, reference, right. but like, I was like, oh, okay. I'm like you're like you're going for it, and that was way back. So, so given your your journey and kind of like your unique path, which is awesome. Like, do you, would you have any advice for somebody? Because, which is I think is a weird question. And so, because I don't think you even thought like you were going to end up here, right? If you were to like go back and no. the time machine and see yourself, you wouldn't be like, hey, dude, you're going to be like keep with your design stuff. You just like you kind of evolved out of nowhere, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'd say just, you know, yeah, as far as like my, my, my kind of path. Yeah, I mean, I probably would have told you I was going to be a rock star at one point and right. then like own, owner or chef restaurant tour. Um, and then I was like, oh, but then, you know, I kind of have this like life in segments, right? I'm sure everyone does, but it was like for these five years, I was, I wanted to be this thing and then this thing. And then, I was lucky enough. It was really just like literally the universe fell into place with the brewery opening across down the street from an agency job that I was already kind of grown weary at. Um, and I hadn't even thought to marry the design and beer aspect. I probably thought, oh, there's probably not, you know, probably not the most lucrative job. But then at the end of the day, it's like I'm doing the two things I love and I'm making a living off of it and it doesn't need to be lucrative. Um, I'd much rather do this than get the highest paying corporate agency job, you know? And uh, so as far as advice, um, I just like keep yourself open to anything that comes your way. I know that's super cliche, but no, you know, cliches are cliches for a reason, right? right? Yeah, I think, right. And I think what you just said about, you know, it's that idea of what is success, right? And what is the idea of being quote unquote, rich or what have you if i think sure. if, you, if you're able to step back and as i've gotten older you know what what defines my happiness is while this pandemic has been awful um i i work in a sales job i'm you know and i work for a company and i, and I love them and it's great but like logistically i probably would run the road a bunch which is fun for me but i have two young mm-hmm. kids and while homeschooling is literally driving me bonkers some days like when i step back though i'm like you know what though dude like i'll just say to my you know six or you know i'll be seven maybe by the time it's aired i'm just like dude you know we're both here let's make this work like i'm not trying to like i know it's stressful you know this i'm like dad's kind of trying to learn what you're doing while trying to act like i know what i'm teaching you like let's kind of like coexist here and work (laughs) it out and he's like all right i'm cool i'm like you can be angry you can be frustrated but dad did not create the homework. Dad did not make the assignments. I'm like, let's just kind of figure out this happy place. And I, I know that when I look back, I'm going to like 
really enjoy that like extra time that we had together that I would, you know, and it's made me appreciate my wife a lot more and all, you know, all these other things. And so I think that, you know, if it doesn't always work out, but you know, I, I try to live a, you know, glass half full, you know, when I can. And, you know, sometimes you just got to refill the glass and start over again. But I think it's just really important about perspective. And I think that, you know, so it's not a cliche. I think that you really just kind of embody that. And I think it's great. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, this job allows me to pretty much do it from home even before the pandemic. You know, I go to the brewery to get samples for photos and just check in and stuff. It used to be twice a week. It's once a week now just because, you know, I don't need to be there as often as I don't need to be there, you know. So, um, but yeah, it's, you know, I think we're all going to look back on this time, even though like homeschooling is, you know, we're feeling that too, for sure. But this is the most amount of time that, you know, young families have spent with each other you know, for a long time, I think ever since the like, you know, the nuclear family nine to five kind of thing is thankfully kind of a thing of the past already anyway. So it's great to be able to be around my kids. My son named a beer the other day. This is actually a really funny story. <laughs> um, we were just, you know, in quarantine and he's five now and he was running around the house screaming out of nowhere, cozy chaos over and over and over. And I, I don't know where he got it. But I, you know, I went to Facebook and I was like, if my son running around screaming cozy chaos while you're being quarantined with your three young children isn't like a sign, you know, isn't like the epitome of the times right now. I don't know what it is. And then the brewer was like, comedy like, that's a good beer name. So now my son's got his, you know, his, his finger on a beer name too, you know. Yeah, it's a great, uh, it's a great design too. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, my oldest daughter's always bugging me. When are you going to use my stuff on a label? So I actually am looking to maybe incorporate some of her her art into one of the labels coming up here soon. So, oh, that's yeah, you just got to kind of take it take it glass half full, like you said. Yeah, it just you know, like <clears throat> if yeah, I can't. Yeah, I just kind of I don't know. It just gives me. It just it just helps. Like I just some days are or you know throw the glass and shatter it against the wall days but like if you if, if it averages out you know i was telling a friend it's like if you look at baseball right the hall of famers you hit 300 so it only means like it only was a success when you got to bat 30 percent of the time you know so that's pretty right. like so i think people also with your saying about the kind of recalibration of you know of of things is that i think people realize that they set unrealistic expectations for themselves sometimes and obviously there's Obviously, you can, you know, you can caveat that all you want in every situation, but, you know, is really work? Sometimes looking, is it working, worth it, working 80 hours a week and missing those moments or not being a part of stuff? And it's like, oh, okay. So I think that, um, yeah, I think it's been nice to to do that. And we've, you know, we've, we've been really kind of focusing on that. So I think it's, yeah, I think it's great. Um, I, I relate to your story of the naming and then your other one being like, what about me? My oldest, we've we've told it before, but he's a he was a preemie, and so I got his uh, little baby tiny feet on my chest as a, my uh-huh. first tattoo. So my my youngest is like, Dad, when are you getting my tattoo? And I'm like, uh, so we're like every every time I look at him, I'm trying to think like a way. I don't want to do like no. And if you have a, your kid's face in your body, I, I'm not. I just you know those kind of creep me out a little bit. And um, no, so, I do not. I do have one for my oldest, but my other two are wondering where theirs are though. It's yeah. not a face. Yeah. yeah, so I'm trying to think like he's got these. Uh, he has this. Weird, he has this unique like birthmark on his back, and it looks like um, from Harry Potter, like the Marauders map, where like the little feet go across the map. And uh, oh, there you go. 
And but I'm like, I'm not a feet person. Like I think feet are gross. And so I have all these like feet all over my body. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know. It's just like, you know, but if that's if that's the hardest thing I have to figure out this year, like, you know, it's cool. I'm I'm cool with that. Like it's fine. I'm doing all right then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. Life's pretty good, man. So yeah. So you mentioned you're a musician, you still kind of uh, you know, rock out a little bit, you know, that's uh here in the studio. I've my wife got me turntables and I've been trying to figure out that oh, so I can, it's it's fun. I've been itching for a pair of those. Yeah. I, I played some at my buddy's house and was hooked. Yeah, I've, uh, so that's like my goal is to post this to be able to like play a, a tap room for a couple hours, like during happy hour or something like that. But you said you, you, you said you're a musician. You know, you're in a great part of the country. You know, are you listening to music while you're creating, or you know, what, what's the what's the vibe like at uh, at Backer Studios? Yeah, um, it kind of goes between podcasts and music, depending on what, what I'm working on. If I have to do a lot of reading, obviously, I can't be listening to podcasts. Um, but if I'm like hunkered down, just doing some, some pattern work, I'll do some podcasts. But for music, I mean, I'm all over the place with my genres. Um, I've been really, really into the resurgence of the like 60s, 70s psychedelic rock movement, like mm-hmm. new new bands playing in that old psychedelic sound and bringing new stuff to it and they're all they all seem to be like 17 years old for some reason too um but like drug dealer king gizzard and the lizard wizard oh yeah um psychedelic porn crumpets pretty much if they've got a cool name like psychedelic porn crumpets i'm probably gonna like their music but, yeah i'm like well, i don't even know what that uh, is i'm like all right i'm like now when i search that if you heard of king gizzard and lizard wizard then yeah i've heard of that i'm just thinking my my yeah. google search history is going to be all sorts of weird shit and yeah weird, weird weird targeted ads but totally um and then you know like i still gotta go with my old punk rock not time to time misfits no effects op ivy that kind of stuff um yeah and then some hip hop, and MF Doom, ASOP, Rock, Biggie, Most F, all that stuff. So yeah, all music. <laughs> all right, yeah, that's uh, we 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 add that in, and we let me selfishly try to uh, extract new songs. And we've our Spotify daily mixes are pretty. It's pretty nice now because they've kind of taken all of the recommendations from folks like yourself, and they're pretty distinct batches, which is always cool. And so it's yeah. it's been a. It's good to to feed the machine. I don't know what my day my day gig is in market research, and it's always about like what segment you're in or what audience you know you're in. Right. I'm like, I don't know what they think I am. They probably yeah, I I love it to to see what yeah your omnipresence. presence yeah what, what, yeah what back end yeah because some of the shit is like I would never listen to it, but we you know I gotta update the uh, the sixty ounce canvas radio playlist because that's like every like it's hardcore like screamo to like you know oh, jazz, sure. yeah jazz and you know. King Gizzards come up a few times, so I think they come up, yeah, every, you know, I think we've had like four or five of the, the, Gizzard, yeah, the Gizzard squad, yeah, which, yeah, which I like about them is, you know, the kind of way like you, like they keep changing their, you know, they kind of just try something new and yeah, I mean, different. Every album is a different musical genre, it's crazy, and it's all really well done, too, it's, uh, yeah. yeah, they're a force, for sure. <clears throat> well... Well, Jeremy, I'm uh, I'm glad we got to connect. Like I said, I've been a, a fan for a while. I really admire your work, and I definitely, uh, whenever all this is over, I don't really need an excuse to come out west. But uh, I would love to, you know, catch up or you know have a few in person, uh, drink yeah, and drink hazies, and do them all up, and just kind of uh, just visit all your clients, and it'll be awesome. But uh, yeah, I just want to say I really appreciate you. Love what you're doing. If we can support you or any of your your breweries in any way you know you're part of the you're part of the squad part of the family and uh yeah thanks so much for for being a part yeah man thanks so much for having me and i appreciate the kind words 
gonna have to get you some uh, ex novo and level beers out that way. I will not. Yeah, I'm in Connecticut. I will not say no. I am doing, uh, depending on this airs, but I'm doing sober October. So I think that's why I try to. Uh, But uh, yeah. uh, Good on you. Yeah, we'll see. It's a couple of days. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, I, I just thought kinda, they waived that for the pandemic. Yeah, I know. But I was just kind of like, it's more like a mental thing. I just kind of like, I totally kind of challenge myself. And I usually go to the gym or do some athletic stuff. And, you know, sitting here more than I care to, this chair, if, uh, yeah, if I wanted to make a imprint of my ass, it's a pretty perfect uh, representation. So I think that just, it's a, it's more of a mental check in case but yeah you uh, got you got to do that every now and then for sure yeah but i figure i'll reach out towards the end of the month and we'll yeah i would lo- i would love to try it like i said they're they're vividly uh beautiful cans and so as we say we hope the beer tastes as good as it looks but uh it looks awesome so it yeah. does that's actually um, you know that's a that's a quandary a lot of times right is like yeah people buy with their eyes you know and a lot of times the the two don't line up either the beer is really good and the label's not or you know vice versa um, I'm supremely lucky to be working with some really talented brewers out here. So, which yeah, it's um, saying a lot being out there, and I, I love the slogan. You know, we say be a good human, but you know, drink beer, do good. Like I think it's on that. It's like yeah, a, we it's didn't a cousin. Yeah. Ex Novo actually started out as a nonprofit, um, and now they're all profits to charity, which is a little bit different business model. But yeah, we uh, they do a lot of uh, altruism, as we call it. Oh, I like that. Fun yeah, there. that's a good dad pun right there. Yeah. <laughs> My, yeah and on a high note yeah right exactly well yeah you're out west so you're probably high right now but um yeah we appreciate yeah. it and um yeah like i said uh we we're, we're big fans and uh we'll definitely have a virtual beer too and uh yeah thanks for and like i said don't hesitate to reach out jeremy backer everybody jeremybacker.com jeremy backer designs designs uh, singular I don't know. I don't know Jeremy Backer designs plural, so we're not going to get anyone going over to his his page. But Jeremy That's Backer troll design. farm bot account. <laughs> They're the drink IPA hats. That's what they are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much, man, and uh, I'll I'll be in touch for sure. Sounds good, man. Cheers. Cheers, brother. Yes, yes. And there we have it, folks. Jeremy Backer, jeremybacker.com, Jeremy Backer Designs on Instagram, Xnovo, N O V O. Also, check out Level Beer, Brothers Cascadia Brewing. He's got his hands on all sorts of shit, Fortside Brewing. And just go to the website and check it out. A lot of great stuff, a lot of cool logos. Using Monoline, which we I talked about in previous episodes, work for the Portland Timbers, the Denver Broncos, and man's just doing it. He's out there working hard. I think it's a great story. I love it. I mean, I just, I love to hear people doing what they love and just having that ability, you know, to going from, as we talked about before, you know, the initial project was for beer, seeing something unique, connecting with the, the brewery, you know, now he's part of the family and, and, you know, he's on staff and it's just great. You know, I think that we all hope that through beer we can connect with other people despite our differences and what have you. But I just think it's a really important piece of our, you know, of our uh, our life. You know, I think it's uh, it's not about the beer and getting drunk and all that stuff. It's, a, it's an art form. It's a craft and wonderful designs and creative imagery and brewing. 
like the work that Jeremy does, you know, with his his patterns and the creativity that he, he, he brings to that and the and the work and his passion, you know, paired with, you know, really good beer and really good people, you know, you, you create you create a community, you create an infrastructure, you create a story. And I think that's what's really important. And, you know, we do know that there's a lot of bars and breweries, you know, just many service folks who are hurt right now due to all the restrictions and phases and, and stuff. And we don't have the answers for you. We, we know it's hard. You know, we want everybody to go back to normal, you know. We'd love just after work to go, you know, grab a beer and just kind of watch some stupid sports game thing on, on the TV and just feel normal for a little bit and it's it's been hard i mean i i'm not trying to downplay anything or show any extra strength here you know we have our down days you know with the with the highs come the lows and you know being isolated a lot is uh it definitely takes a, a toll on on me and you know what we're doing but when we get these opportunities to connect with folks all around the world it's it's a beautiful thing and we we do not at all take it for granted so we appreciate you being here we know you had a choice we know that we're uh you know we're happy you know we know you didn't say this but we're happy to be your favorite podcast about art and beer and designers you know we definitely feel we have got that niche you know wrapped up and uh we just thank you all for being here remember chat athletic brewing canvas 25 get 25 percent off if you're looking to sponsor the podcast my name is AJ, so get in touch, AJ at 160zcanvas.com. Until next week, you've been listening to episode 171 featuring the extremely talented mustache-wearing Mr. Jeremy Backer, ex-Novo, jeremybacker.com. See you guys next week. Mm-hmm.